0: Welcome to Bible 2 Go. Acts chapters 11 through 13 is today's Bible reading. Read and listen to the Bible daily where we read through the complete New Testament in 90 days. Today's Bible reading from the message. Visit the audio Bible 2 Go archive for all previous Bible readings. Thank you for being with us today. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, help me understand your word. The words I'm reading today help me to love others. As you have, and do. Love me. Amen. Let's begin today's Bible reading in Acts chapter 11. God has broken through. The news traveled fast. And in no time. The leaders and friends back in Jerusalem heard about it, heard that the non-Jewish outsiders were now in. When Peter got back to Jerusalem, some of his old associates, concerned about circumcision, called him on the carpet, what do you think you're doing rubbing shoulders with that crowd, eating what is prohibited and ruining our good name? 4-6 So Peter, starting from the beginning, laid it out for them step by step, recently I was in the town of Joppa praying. I fell into a trance and saw a vision, something like a huge blanket, lowered by ropes at its four corners, came down out of heaven and settled on the ground in front of me. Milling around on the blanket were farm animals, wild animals, reptiles, birds, you name it, it was there. Fascinated, I took it all in. 7-10 Then I heard a voice, go to it Peter, kill and eat. I said, oh, no, master. I've never so much as tasted food that wasn't kosher. The voice spoke again, if God says it's okay, it's okay. This happened three times, and then the blanket was pulled back up into the sky. 11-14 Just then three men showed up at the house where I was staying, sent from Caesarea to get me. The Spirit told me to go with them, no questions asked. So I went with them, I and six friends, to the man who had sent for me. He told us how he had seen an angel write in his own house, real as his next-door neighbor, saying, send to Joppa and get Simon, the one they call Peter. He'll tell you something that will save your life, in fact, you and everyone you care for. 15-17 So I started in, talking. Before I'd spoken half a dozen sentences, the Holy Spirit fell on them just as He did on us the first time. I remembered Jesus' words, John baptized with water, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So I ask you, If God gave the same exact gift to them as to us when we believed in the Master Jesus Christ, how could I object to God? 18 Hearing it all laid out like that, they quieted down. And then, as it sank in, they started praising God. It's really happened. God has broken through to the other nations, opened them up to life. 1921 Those who had been scattered by the persecution triggered by Stephen's death traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, but they were still only speaking and dealing with their fellow Jews. Then some of the men from Cyprus and Cyrene who had come to Antioch started talking to Greeks, giving them the message of the Master Jesus. God was pleased with what they were doing and put His stamp of approval on it, quite a number of the Greeks believed and turned to the Master. 22:24 When the church in Jerusalem got wind of this, they sent Barnabas to Antioch to check on things. As soon as he arrived, he saw that God was behind and in it all. He threw himself in with them, got behind them, urging them to stay with it the rest of their lives. He was a good man that way, enthusiastic and confident in the Holy Spirit's ways. The community grew large and strong in the Master. 25-26 Then Barnabas went on to Tarsus to look for Saul. He found him and brought him back to Antioch. They were there a whole year, meeting with the church and teaching a lot of people. It was in Antioch that the disciples were for the first time called Christians. 27-30 It was about this same time that some prophets came to Antioch from Jerusalem. One of them named Agaba stood up one day and, prompted by the Spirit, warned that a severe famine was about to devastate the country. The famine eventually came during the rule of Claudius, so the disciples decided that each of them would send whatever they could to their fellow Christians in Judea to help out. They sent Barnabas and Saul to deliver the collection to the leaders in Jerusalem. Acts 12 Peter under heavy guard. 1 4 That's when King Herod got it into his head to go after some of the church members. He murdered James, John's brother. When he saw how much it raised his popularity ratings with the Jews, he arrested Peter, all this during Passover week, mind you, and had him thrown in jail, putting four squads of four soldiers each to guard him. He was planning a public lynching after Passover. 5. All the time that Peter was under heavy guard in the jailhouse, the church prayed for him most strenuously. 6. Then the time came for Herod to bring him out for the kill. That night, even though shackled to two soldiers, one on either side, Peter slept like a baby and there were guards at the door keeping their eyes on the place. Herod was taking no chances. 7-9 Suddenly there was an angel at his side and light flooding the room. The angel shook Peter and got him up, hurry. The handcuffs fell off his wrists. The angel said, get dressed. Put on your shoes. Peter did it. Then, grab your coat and let's get out of here. Peter followed him, but didn't believe it was really an angel, he thought he was dreaming. Ten eleven. 11 Passed the first guard and then the second, they came to the iron gate that led into the city. It swung open before them on its own, and they were out on the street, free as the breeze. At the first intersection the angel left him, going his own way. That's when Peter realized it was no dream. I can't believe it, this really happened. The master sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's vicious little production and the spectacle the Jewish mob was looking forward to. Twelve fourteen 14 still shaking his head, amazed, he went to Mary's house, the Mary who was John Mark's mother. The house was packed with praying friends. When he knocked on the door to the courtyard, a young woman named Rhoda came to see who it was. But when she recognized his voice, Peter's voice. She was so excited and eager to tell everyone Peter was there that she forgot to open the door and left him standing in the street. Fifteen, sixteen. a but they wouldn't believe her, dismissing her, dismissing her report. You're crazy, they said. She stuck by her story, insisting. They still wouldn't believe her and said, it must be his angel. All this time poor Peter was standing out in the street, knocking away. 16-17 b Finally they opened up and saw him, and went wild. Peter put his hands up and calmed them down. He described how the master had gotten him out of jail, then said tell James and the brothers what's happened. He left them and went off to another place. 18-19 At daybreak the jail was in an uproar. Where is Peter? What's happened to Peter? When Herod sent for him and they could neither produce him nor explain why not, he ordered their execution, off with their heads. Fed up with Judea and Jews, he went for a vacation to Caesarea. The death of Herod. 2022 But things went from bad to worse for Herod. Now people from Tyre and Sidon put him on the warpath. But they got Blastus, King Herod's right-hand man, to put in a good word for them and got a delegation together to iron things out. Because they were dependent on Judea for food supplies, they couldn't afford to let this go on too long. On the day set for their meeting, Herod, robed in pomposity, took his place on the throne and regaled them with a lot of hot air. The people played their part to the hilt and shouted flatteries, the voice of God! The voice of God! 23 That was the last straw. God had enough of Herod's arrogance and sent an angel to strike him down. Herod had given God no credit for anything. Down he went. Rotten to the core, a maggoty old man if there ever was one, he died. 24 Meanwhile, the ministry of God's word grew by leaps and bounds. 25 Barnabas and Saul, once they had delivered the relief offering to the church in Jerusalem, went back to Antioch. This time they took John with them, the one they called Mark. Acts 13 Barnabas, Saul, and Dr. Noatol 1-2 The congregation in Antioch was blessed with a number of prophet preachers and teachers. Barnabas Simon, nicknamed Niger Lucius the Cyrenian Manian, an advisor to the ruler Herod Saul one day, as they were worshipping God, they were also fasting as they waited for guidance. The Holy Spirit spoke Take Barnabas and Saul and commission them for the work I have called them to do. 3. So they commissioned them. In that circle of intensity and obedience, of fasting and praying, they laid hands on their heads and sent them off. 4. 5. Sent off on their new assignment by the Holy Spirit, Barnabas and Saul went down to Seleucia and caught a ship for Cyprus. The first thing they did when they put in at Salamis was preach God's word in the Jewish meeting places they had John along to help out as needed. 6-7-A They traveled the length of the island, and at Paphos came upon a Jewish wizard who had worked himself into the confidence of the governor, Sergius Paulus, an intelligent man not easily taken in by charlatans. The wizard's name was Bar-Jesus. He was as crooked as a corkscrew. 7-B-11 The governor invited Barnabas and Saul in, wanting to hear God's word firsthand from them. But Dr. Noatal, that's the wizard's name in plain English, stirred up a ruckus, trying to divert the governor from becoming a believer. But Saul, or Paul, full of the Holy Spirit and looking him straight in the eye, said, You bag of wind, you parody of a devil, why, you stay up nights inventing schemes to cheat people out of God. But now you've come up against God himself, and your game is up. You're about to go blind, no sunlight for you for a good long stretch. He was plunged immediately into a shadowy mist and stumbled around, begging people to take his hand and show him the way. 12 When the governor saw what happened, he became a believer, full of enthusiasm over what they were saying about the master. Don't take this lightly. 13 14a From Paphos, Paul and company put out to sea, sailing on to Perga and Pamphylia. That's where John called it quits and went back to Jerusalem. From Perga the rest of them traveled on to Antioch in Pisidia. 14b 15 On the Sabbath they went to the meeting place and took their places. After the reading of the Scriptures, God's law and the prophets the president of the meeting asked them, Friends, do you have anything you want to say? A word of encouragement, perhaps? 1628. Paul stood up, paused and took a deep breath, then said, Fellow Israelites and friends of God, listen, God took a special interest in our ancestors, pulled our people who were beaten down in Egyptian exile to their feet, and led them out of there in grand style. He took good care of them for nearly forty years in that God-forsaken wilderness and then, having wiped out seven enemies who stood in the way, gave them the land of Canaan for their very own, a span in all of about 450 years. 20b-22 Up to the time of Samuel the prophet, God provided judges to lead them. But then they asked for a king, and God gave them Saul, son of Kish, out of the tribe of Benjamin. After Saul had ruled 40 years, God removed him from office and put King David in his place. With this commendation, I've searched the land and found this David, son of Jesse. He's a man whose heart beats to my heart, a man who will do what I tell him. 23-25 From out of David's descendants God produced a Savior for Israel, Jesus, exactly as He promised, but only after John had thoroughly alerted the people to His arrival by preparing them for a total life change. As John was finishing up his work, he said, Did you think I was the one? No, I'm not the one. But the one you've been waiting for all these years is just around the corner, about to appear. And I'm about to disappear. 26-29 A Dear Brothers and Sisters, Children of Abraham, and Friends of God, This message of salvation has been precisely targeted to you. The citizens and rulers in Jerusalem didn't recognize who he was and condemned him to death. They couldn't find a good reason, but demanded that Pilate execute him anyway. They did just what the prophets said they would do, but had no idea they were following to the letter the script of the prophets, even though those same prophets are read every Sabbath in their meeting places. 29b 31 After they had done everything the prophets said they would do, they took him down from the cross and buried him and then God raised Him from death. There is no disputing that, He appeared over and over again many times in places to those who had known Him well in the Galilean years, and these same people continue to give witness that He is alive. 32-35 And we're here today bringing you good news, the message that what God promised the fathers has come true for the children, for us. He raised Jesus, exactly as described in the second Psalm. My son. My very own son. Today I celebrate you when he raised him from the dead, he did it for good, no going back to that rot and decay for him. That's why Isaiah said, I'll give to all of you David's guaranteed blessings. So also the psalmist's prayer, you'll never let your Holy One see death's rot and decay. 36-39 David, of course, having completed the work God set out for him, has been in the grave, dust and ashes, a long time now. But the one God raised up, no dust and ashes for him. I want you to know, my very dear friends that it is on account of this resurrected Jesus that the forgiveness of your sins can be promised he accomplishes in those who believe everything that the law of Moses could never make good on but everyone who believes in this raised up Jesus is declared good and right and whole before god 40 to 41 don't take this lightly you don't want the prophet's revelation to describe you watch out cynics look hard watch your world fall to pieces i'm doing something right before your eyes that you won't believe, though it's staring you in the face. 42:43 When the service was over, Paul and Barnabas were invited back to preach again the next Sabbath. As the meeting broke up, a good many Jews and converts to Judaism went along with Paul and Barnabas, who urged them in long conversations to stick with what they'd started, this living in and by God's grace. 44:45 When the next Sabbath came around, practically the whole city showed up to hear the Word of God. Some of the Jews, seeing the crowds, went wild with jealousy and tore into Paul, contradicting everything he was saying, making an ugly scene. 46-47 But Paul and Barnabas didn't back down. Standing their ground they said, it was required that God's word be spoken first of all to you, the Jews. But seeing that you want no part of it, you've made it quite clear that you have no taste or inclination for eternal life, the door is open to all the outsiders. And we're on our way through it, following orders, doing what God commanded when he said. I've set you up as light to all nations. You'll proclaim salvation. To the four winds and seven seas? 48-49 When the non-Jewish outsiders heard this, they could hardly believe their good fortune. All who were marked out for real life put their trust in God, they honored God's word by receiving that life. And this message of salvation spread like wildfire all through the region. 50-52 Some of the Jews convinced the most respected women and leading men of the town that their precious way of life was about to be destroyed. Alarmed, they turned on Paul and Barnabas and forced them to leave. Paul and Barnabas shrugged their shoulders and went on to the next town, Iconium, brimming with joy in the Holy Spirit, two happy disciples. Hashtag amen. Read through the New Testament in 90 days. Read a proverb every day. With Proverbs 2. Go. Thank you for being here. Listening and reading the Bible daily with Bible 2 Go. Sincerely. Michael and Michelle. Shell. Join us. Again. Tomorrow. As we continue reading God's Word with Audio Bible 2 Go, visit Bible.the number 2 then. G. O. U.S.C.U. again tomorrow.